Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attacked those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said fight. You can't fight. He said withstand. You can't withstand. He said stand. What does it mean to stand? He said don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. Doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we've got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it fast for us, and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. David Baker, welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. We're glad that you're here and uh, looking forward to um, hopefully being able to push back on an issue and help some people. This is an issue that um, a year or so ago when we started to put this together, we wrote down a lot of topics that we wanted to touch on and push back on. And this was a topic that was written down back then, but uh, there have been a lot of things to try to cover. We're still in the Calvinism series, and my son had to go out of town to Pennsylvania to visit family and hope to be back um, this week. And hopefully by next week, we'll have um, the next one on Calvinism. But in the meantime, an issue came up, and uh, I pushed back on it and uh, and felt like it was something, uh, I'll read it to you in a minute, but I felt like at the time I needed to do a podcast on it because there's no way in a short post on Facebook you can get out all the things that you really need to get out on this issue, and that issue of man worship, as you saw in the title. So let me uh, go to that. Um, I'm going to go to bed one night and saw a post that a young man had put up. I'm not going to mention his name, but you can relax. There's no reason to. I'm not trying to beat him up or destroy him. Many people do ask, okay, who is this? Who is this? And and uh, when I posted it, I put the screenshot so people could see and know I wasn't making it up, exactly what happened, what I said, and what they said. So I saw this post on someone's page, okay, Younger Preacher. It said, when you become more concerned with preserving the legacy of a dead man, Rather than preaching the gospel of the living Lord, you fall into man worship. I'm extremely thankful for those who paved the way and believe giving honor to whom honor is due. However, old-time religion or any kind of religion has never saved a single soul. Jesus, on the other hand, has saved millions. No movement, man, nor method is the answer. It is the master and his mandate. We need to live to be forgotten. Hashtag just preach Jesus. Hashtag preach the word. And honestly, on the face of that, you read that, amen. So absolutely, live to be forgotten. We must uh, decrease, he must increase, absolutely. Um, Boy, man, I would see Jesus, you know, and that's what we want to preach and show and proclaim. And on the face of that, 
exactly that. That's good. But I knew, and again, I'm not going to go into who and why, but I knew there was more to the post than that because of situations and things that were going on and believe and still believe that um, that was an attack on my pastor, Dr. Jack Howes, who's in heaven. And by the way, let me go ahead and tell you this. Um, this is the Fundamental Baptist Podcast, and not everyone likes my pastor who's in heaven, Dr. Jack Howes, okay? And guess what? You don't have to, and I'm okay with that. There are many people that didn't know him, or they're not his favorite preacher, or he's heard some sermons but didn't really care for them, not maybe his style, or they've read some things and they don't really know what to believe, or they've read some things and believe some wrong things. I am totally okay with that. You do not have to like my pastor or love him like I do. Um, but uh, I got to spend some time with him. I was a security guard on Sunday night for a few years while I was in Bible college. And every Sunday night after church, he drove up. I got to meet him, open his door, talk to him, carry some things to the door, talk to him on the door. The next morning uh, when he came out, to walk him from his door to the car and follow him to church and make sure he got there without any problems or anybody um, uh, going after him. Years ago when he ran, uh, they shot at him while he was running. They lit his house garage on fire. The garage was underneath the house and um, you know attached to it. And, um, and so he felt like they needed security. And I got to be one of those. I was a security guard in his hallway and he would pull me into his office and I got to talk to him sometime there. He was a friend. He was my pastor. He was my counselor. You don't have to like him. You don't have to be his favorite preacher. You don't have to have any of that. But if you're going to push back and, in my opinion, wrongly uh, talk about him or attack him, then yes, I'm going to do that. Some people said, how do you know he's talking about Jack Howes? Well, if you know, you know. Uh, the other thing, I did a post and put it out on a bunch of different um, independent Baptist groups and said, okay, um, who we're accused of man worship and hero worship. Who are the preachers that we are accused of worshiping? And then I listed 10 different guys, Curtis Hudson, Tom Malone, um, uh, Les Roloff, you know, all the different ones and let other people add in names that they thought. Un um, unbelievable. Amazing. It's what I thought it would be. Almost every person was at Jack Howes. Almost every person, Jack Howes. That's who we're accused of worshiping, my pastor. And uh, I thank God for him, but I don't worship him. So when he posted that, I'm going to go back through the whole post, but when this young man posted that, I replied on his page, and here's what I said. Agreed. I can agree with almost all of that, meaning that, yes, we ought to preach Jesus more than we preach men, okay? Agreed. Then I said this, I have never met a preacher that worshiped a man, much less spent more time preserving the legacy of a man than preaching and witnessing about Jesus. When we went to start a church over 30 years ago, I had the question whether I should make an issue of my preacher. The battle was raging. In 1993, we came to start the church. The battle was raging with my pastor, Dr. House. But technically, we were going to hold the same position of pastor. I went to God with that question, and God directed me to this verse. 2 Timothy 1.8, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Paul was telling Timothy not to be ashamed of the Lord or of him. Paul taught him, helped him, loved him, and prayed for him. My pastor did the same for me, and I'm going to honor him and not be ashamed of him. That is something that any young preacher is going to face with, okay? Do I take a stand for this guy? Do I defend him? Do I make an issue of him? And I was concerned. I was 26 years old, um, 30 years ago, 56 now. We're going to start a church. Do I make an issue of my pastor? I want to, but if I'm not supposed to, then I don't want to. 
God, please, I need help. And God directed me to that verse. Well, I still remember it like it was yesterday. Like, wow, Lord, thank you. You led me to the Bible and answered the question exactly for me. Paul told Timothy, don't be ashamed of the Lord, but don't be ashamed of me either. And be willing to what? <laughs> be partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. There are going to be afflictions when you stand for right Bible doctrine, when you stand for the right Bible, when you stand for the right people. There are going to be uh, times when you have to be partaker of that. And so um, I posted that at night. The next morning, I looked at it to see what he thought, if it was okay, and, uh, and, uh, and it was gone. Okay. Wow, man, I didn't attack him. I wasn't mean to him. I didn't put him down. I didn't call him names. I didn't mention his age. I, I didn't rebuke him. I didn't do any of that. That was how it was, logical, that I agree, we're not supposed to worship a man, but I've never seen any preacher that did worship a man. And But we should ask the question, do I honor the person that helped me, taught me? And I believe the Bible said we're supposed to. So I thought, okay, if he's going to take mine down, then I feel like that's a time to push back. But that needed to be said. And so I posted it. And um, and uh, it um, a lot of people commented, some good, some bad. Um, my problem with it is this straw man argument, because anyone would agree, should we preach man more or Jesus? Hello, 100% preach Jesus. Okay. Amen. But the closest people that I know that defend, believe, love Dr. Hiles, you could not ever in any sense of the imagination say they worship a man. Never. Or they talk more about a man than Jesus. The people I'm thinking of are great soul winners who have won hundreds and thousands of people to Christ. How many times have they gone out to win someone to Jack Hiles? It's a straw man argument. You're building up an argument. Everyone's going to agree with, oh, amen, but it's a straw man. No one does that. And in his post and then in my post, so many people went, yep, 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 man worship, IFB, they man worship, they man worship. And again, that's why one of the points that we wanted to push back on this podcast against that. No, it's not. And what they're trying to do is to get people not to listen to Jack Howes and not to listen to his ministry and his methods. And those things I believe ought to be. I believe we need the preaching and philosophy and books and sermons of Dr. Howes and, um, but Satan wants to take that away, and this is one way he does that. Get people to say, oh, you're worshiping a man. No, I don't. I don't even listen to him. I don't even read him. I have nothing to do with him. And that's what they do. I want to go through this post and just point out some things. When you become more concerned with, the le- with preserving the legacy of a dead man rather than preaching the gospel of the living Lord, you fall into man worship. Do you know anyone who literally has rightly done that? I mean, I'm close to the people who love Jack Hiles. And I spend time with them, and not any of them have I ever seen witness or preach more about preserving a man than Jesus. Never. Again, a straw man argument. Then he said, I'm extremely thankful for those who paved the way, and I believe in giving honor to whom honor is due. Okay, who paved the way? Did Dr. Jack Hiles, an independent fundamental Baptist, pave the way on so many of the things that we hold dear? Okay, when's the last time you honored him? I believe in giving honor. Okay, and I went back a long way, and I couldn't find any of giving honor. It's easy to give word lip service. Oh yeah, I'm thankful for the men who paved the way, and I believe in giving honor. Then really, why? When you give more honor to a football team than you do to the men who paved the way, is that really giving honor to them? 
And then they said, however, old-time religion or any kind of religion has never saved a single soul. Excuse me, old-time religion is preaching the gospel of Jesus. Old-time religion is soul winning. Old-time religion is going out and telling people about Jesus. That's what old-time religion is. So yes, old-time religion does see people saved. Much more than a modern, let's talk about it. Let's praise Jesus with our praise music, but don't witness to people. A lot more people get saved by witnessing to them than the praise music. Then he said, um, not a movement, a man, or a method is the answer. The method of the Bible that these men preached is the answer, is the answer. Um, he said, it's the master and his mandate. We need to live to be forgotten. Just preach Jesus, preach the word. Um, it's a very pious thing to say, but that is not what they're saying. They're using to tear down a man saying, we just preach Jesus. By the way, when you understand preach Jesus and praise Jesus, people use this verse and they say, they say, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men into me. All we need to do is lift up Jesus and praise Jesus and just lift up Jesus. And that's their mantra. But they never look at really what the verse is saying. The next verse says, this he said, signifying what death he would die. What is this talking about? Lifting up Jesus is lifting him up from the earth on the cross. And if we tell people about that, that's what will draw people to him. I can't tell you how many times I've started to witness to someone and they were not interested. You could tell <laughs> they were being polite or I quote tricked them into letting me, hey, can I show you from the Bible? I got the Bible out already and uh, they don't want to stop me. Okay. But when you get to the cross, and you get to Jesus, and you get to the crucifixion and the suffering and the beard plucked out and the nails in his uh, hands and his feet, and the crown of thorn in his head. I've seen people go from not interested to interested. What? If I be lifted up from the earth in the cross, I will draw all men into me. This he said, signifying what death he would die. Preaching Jesus is witnessing, soul winning, telling people about him. And that's not being done as much as it was. And Dr. Howes was a champion of that. I believe it's a straw man argument. Yes, everyone's going to agree. Preach more about Jesus than a man. And all the people that he would be criticizing are doing that. The other thing is this, worship. Okay, what is worship? When we say we worship somebody, okay, to be able to say that they worship them, the word under worship is not what we do. Um, I do not know nor have met anyone who worships uh, a man. And so um, let me read what worship is. Chiefly, and this is Webster's 1828, under worship. Chiefly and eminently, the act of paying divine honors to the supreme being or the reverence or homage paid to him in religious exercise consisting of adoration, confession, prayer, thanksgiving, and the like. Okay? That is not what we do with man. I have never seen, nor been around, nor seen anyone worship a man. Okay. Um, they don't, you see it. Can you honor someone? Yes. Can you thank God for him? Absolutely. Let me show you biblically what God says we are supposed to do about a man. Okay. What we're supposed to do. So, um, here's what the Bible says, and please listen to this verse. Okay. First Thessalonians five twelve, And we beseech you brethren to know them, which labor among you and are over you in the Lord. Who is that? Who's over us in the Lord? Our pastors and teachers and evangelists that God gave us, they're over us in the Lord. They said, and admonish you, semicolon, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. God says those that labor among us and are over us in the Lord, 
He admonishes us to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Hmm. Not worship, but it's to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. That's a big deal. That's powerful. And that's what we're supposed to do. Okay. Again, you don't have to like my pastor, but who is over you in the Lord? Who labors among you? We're to esteem them very highly in their work's sake. Just like in our country, we need to tear down the leaders, the founders, because you're going to tear down what they are and the whole foundation of America. Same thing. Same thing with the men who paved the way, okay? The men who preached and taught and helped us. Um, if we tear that down, we're going to tear down the foundations, and that's what happens. Um, I, by the way, this is not really like me. Um, I... This is not typical what I would like to do. When I grew up in high school, I was the guy that no matter what crowd was there, I would fit in with them. Um, I was the guy in high school, public school, big school. Um, and when I was with the um, the jocks, those were my friends, and we hung out. And I was with the choir boys. I sang with the choir, and those were my friends. And I was with the uh, lifers, uh, is what they call them, the guys who were going to live in that town for life, who were never going to go to college or go anywhere. I took shop and uh, woodworking, and I enjoyed that, and they were my friends. And then the druggies is what they call them, the party guys. And I did that. And so I was friends with them and the youth group. I was the president of the BYF, the Baptist Youth Fellowship. And so I was in that crowd. And all I did, whatever crowd I was in, I just changed to fit that crowd. Then God called me to preach. And then I realized, you know what? I can't do that. <laughs> okay, I can't live. Beware when all men or men speak well of you. To stand where I needed to stand on the Bible, then not everyone's going to like you. And so I've tried from Bible college to being a young preacher to being a middle age, older, whatever you want to call me, preacher, to push back on that. When Jack Scott was changing doctrine and Bible and was reteaching all that stuff, and I talked to different men who believed like me that what he was doing was wrong, but nobody would do anything. <laughs> nobody would let it be known. And at the time, I had a friend. I had a son at Hals Anderson, and, and the son came back and said, Dad, you're wrong. Jack Scott's right. The King James Bible is not inspired. It's like, wow, that is wrong. Pastors and parents need to know what's being taught before they send their kids there. And I got access to a Wednesday night Bible study where Brother Scott preached what is preserved. And in that, he said, what is preserved is not the King James Bible. It's the original manuscripts and the original languages in the museum in England. What? No, that's not right. And I got a website domain, hacalumni.com, and put that sermon up there unedited. Pastors and parents needed to know. Man, I got destroyed. <laughs> Kicked out of college, almost threatened to take my diplomas away. Um, dropped by friends and pastors and guys that would come to preach for us. I'm like, okay. I don't like it. I like to, I'm the, my dad's always statement, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, and boy, I'd rather get along. And that's my personality. I like people. Um, but sometime it needs to be said and it needs to be pushed back because when it's not pushed back on, then everybody just believes it. It's man worship. It's man worship. It's man worship. And we're preserving the legacy of a dead man. You know, preserve the legacy of a dead man. Okay. Sports. Who are the heroes? Who are the posters on the wall? Who do they, if you, there is any man worship, look and see what they're doing. Look and see the presidential museums, okay? If you want to see who's trying to preserve the legacy of a dead man, do, really, do they really need to be preserved? Um, George Herbert Walker Bush, $40 million for his museum or presidential library. Clinton, $165 million. George W., $500 million to preserve his legacy. Really? Um, Obama, over $500 million. They're building it now. They're preserving the legacy of a dead man for $500 million, really? 
And you criticize us because we thank God for our pastor who taught us, who encouraged us, who preached, who stood, who took stands, who built a church, who helped other churches and helped other pastors, the influence all over the country and all over the world. And you criticize us for man worship because of that? No, we esteem them very highly for the work's sake. Look at John R. Rice preserving his books, his legacy, J. Vernon McGee, Through the Bible, Oliver B. Green, Radio Broadcast. There's no problem, but Jack House, nope, it's man worship, okay? That's wrong. Call me names, that's okay. I was military, 82nd Airborne Division, going through all that. <laughs> You've been called so many names. Uh, if you can imagine boot camp and then jump school and just all the all the names you get called, called hey, nah, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, I only worry about uh, pleasing one person and hearing, well done, that good and faithful servant. And sometimes you have to fight, fight, fight the good fight of faith. Sometimes you have to do that. Okay. That's important. It's needed. It's big. Um, and so, um, Paul told Timothy, first Timothy six eleven, but thou a man of God flee these things. What he was talking about was the love of money, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, fight, the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Um, sometimes we have to fight. Sometimes we have to push back. Um, look at the men in the Bible that God used. They were men who fought, men who were willing to fight, men who were willing to take a stand. Okay? Gideon, Moses to Pharaoh, David to Goliath, Paul to Peter and the Judaizers, and stood against so many other people. I know it's always the second guy that hits and gets caught, okay, not the first one. And um, and if you want to say or think or say bad things about me, hey, that's fine. I, I'm okay. It's not going to bother me. Um, but look at the truth of that. Really? Honestly, man worship? Come on. Back up. That's not man worship, okay? To honor, to esteem them very highly for the work's sake. And I believe it needs to be pushed back, and we need to have a biblical understanding of that, and to honor the men who gave us and helped us with the truths that are there. Um, and so uh, I believe this post was started by a man that was bashing men um, that would honor the men who taught us and helped us. I believe that, and, um, and I think that needs to be pushed back by. We do not worship men. We honor them. We esteem them very highly for the work's sake, which we're supposed to do. But to say that this person is in man worship and preserving a dead man more than they're preaching the gospel, that's wrong. And I think they should apologize. Those are my three cents. Hey, God bless you. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at the Fundamental Baptist Podcast at gmail.com.